This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo. Good afternoon, man. Man, good afternoon to you too, sir. How are you doing today? Man, uh, doing doing okay. Yeah, doing okay. Been um been working a lot in the office today, back office, and um you know it's one of those days where I was able to really uh, smoke my pipe a lot. And uh, and while I'm sitting still, which doesn't happen very often nowadays, it seems like I'm smoking my pipe more on the go and rushing around and um you know working around the floor of the shop. But um you know it made my made my paperwork a little uh a little more palatable. So <laughs> it's good, man. Doing good. Uh, what what's shaking with you, man? What's happening? Oh man, not much. We, um, you know, it's kind of interesting. We're coming off of a uh, what's today? Today's Monday. Okay, so we're coming off of a weekend that yeah. was uh, for you, for me, a weekend of I think I think this is true. I could be wrong, but I think unexpected travel. Um, yeah, I, I get I get the sense that that's the case for you, and I know that in my case it certainly was. Uh, so, so you know, I feel like we have stories to tell. <laughs> yeah, dude, uh, update me. I, I love it. You know, people. Um, it, part of the reason they either love or hate Country Squire Radio is because, uh, you know, it's our time, you and me personally, to catch up once a week. And uh, so, yeah, dude, t- um, let me let me know what what y'all do. <laughs> All right, just just briefly, just briefly, because we got look, we got a, we got a tobacco talk episode. It's gonna be great. Oh, that's uh, good, but, man. But, going back to the basics. Exactly, but you know, man, I got to share this. Okay, this is and this is embarrassing. So people people seem to enjoy when I embarrass myself on the show. And, <laughs> you and me and both. This, this certainly qualifies. All right, so as you are aware, we we've had a year, uh, twenty twenty, right? This yeah, is <laughs> been one for the one for the record books. <laughs> it certainly <laughs> it, has. May it end soon. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. So so we've had this year, and you know, I, I love to travel, and my wife and I, we've been planning for about a year and a half. Uh, prior to 2020, to take this big trip to uh, Paris, uh, that was going to be this year. Obviously, with everything the way everything fell out, that didn't happen. I guess I and didn't realize y'all were planning that. That's awesome. Well, because you, you never had to. You know what I mean? Like we, we would have scheduled around it, but then the pandemic and the apocalypse. It's like, well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so like nobody knew that we were going to do this <laughs> thing because there wasn't any reason to tell anybody. But yeah, man, we we were planning this big trip to Paris, and uh, we canceled that way earlier in the year. Uh, as much as we could. At one point, there was one like like hotel room, I think, in Amsterdam, which was going to be a, a, a layover night, and we couldn't cancel that. And so we, at, I was like, should we should we see if they'll set up a webcam so at least we could look at what our room would look like if we were actively there right now? Yeah. You know? uh, but regardless, we had we had all these travel credits, uh, as many people do this time of year, uh, because of this year, and we uh, were told by our particular uh, flight folks that we needed to use them before the end of the year or we would lose them. Um, and so we thought, you know what, let's take an impromptu trip to Mexico. We'll go down to Cancun and, uh, you know, do the whole social distance thing, of course, but, but are you, you know, kidding me up a little bit? Well, this was this, hang on now. This is the plan. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it takes a, a turn, you John. Just went to Cancun? Right. <laughs> okay. L- <laughs> let me, let me give you a little time to elaborate. <laughs> go ahead. So, so this was the thought. This was the thought. So we get everything together. We, in fact, you know, I mean, right now, you know, goodness, if you, have the ability and are, are so willing to, to travel, you can get some pretty amazing deals right now. And so yeah. had this kind of all-inclusive vacation for this uh, kind of high, normally higher end that's, that was much cheaper for for kind of our quick getaway. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we got everything planned, got the in-laws coming into town to watch the kids. Everything's going great. Until right before, the, the night before we leave, we've got everything packed, <laughs> and I make a joke to my wife about our passports, and her eyes go bug-eyed. Uh-oh. And I say, what? And she goes racing to get the passports, and she looks at them. Now, it doesn't matter who's <laughs> is on, it doesn't matter whose was up to date and whose wasn't, okay? That doesn't matter. <laughs> Point is, neither of us thought about this, and of course, uh, one was expired. And that is yeah. terrible, but also, <laughs> like, so 2020, you know? Like, yeah, Very 2020. You, you, you're ready to go out of the country, and, you know, everything's, you've got everything done up, but then you, uh, you know, it's like you don't have your pants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, and it's one of those things, right? Because, I mean, like, oh, you know, you, you start researching, like, the black market and everything, trying to figure out how you get a... <laughs> 
<laughs> boat trying to order like a, a scam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, you know, obviously we, we find out that it's just, hey, that ain't happening. We tried everything we could. We went down to the passport office and it wouldn't you know it, it's the one day that they don't open until like like right before our flight. And Of course. Uh, yeah, of course. And so, and you know, we call the ho- the hotel and they're like, we got a 20, they had a pretty good, decent cancellation, but, but it had to be 24 hours before. And of course, at that point we were... Uh, under the radar and and they were not willing to work with us which is fine they have a policy uh you know i'm I'm not too mad about it i was at the time uh right now (laughs) (laughs) you emotional about something what (laughs) yeah yeah, i know right that doesn't sound like me at all but uh you know i I think uh i think my wife put it in the right perspective it's like you know we we made a a substantial donation to the mexican tourism economy and uh that's right that's just that's just the way we we kind of looked at it but here's the thing all that to say uh (laughs) We had like we'd we'd gotten all our ducks in a row, right? Like we we had the the in laws in town watching the kids and everything else, and you know we literally our bags were packed, we were ready to go, and so I jumped on Airbnb and man, I found a a little little cottage kind of near the beach, not necessarily on the beach, but down over at uh, Surfside in Surfside, Texas. Okay. And um, yeah, we we went down there for uh, for a couple of nights, and and you know we we got some food and, and put our, you know, put our feet up and, uh, man, it, it was, it was a nice little getaway. Um, it, it was not Cancun, but it yeah. was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was Surfside. No, that's wonderful, man. I'm, I'm glad you're able to turn it into something, uh, you know, something redemptive. That's, <laughs> that's a good feeling. <laughs> and I will say this, man, this, this story is relevant because it does set up the pipe question of the week as it, as it's going to come up later. So yeah. okay. <laughs> I'm so good. sharing it now and it will come back around. Excellent. But here's my thing, man. Cause, cause I, uh, you know, so I was I was down on the coast uh, here in in Texas, uh, not not the not the not the can not the coast of Cancun, not that, but I was right. down in Texas, uh, the <laughs> Texas coast, and I get a text message from you uh, Sunday morning, just out of the blue, Sunday morning, yep. asking me what's the best breakfast in the French Quarter, which of course I know is croissant or. And so I, I text, I send that to you, and I I thought, you know what, I I've got so many questions, but I'm not even going to ask them until we get on my. <laughs> I'm going to wait till right now, which is right. uh, the next day. Yeah, that man, that's right. This is uh, this was a really special weekend for me, Bo. Um, longtime listeners of Country Squire Radio uh will remember an episode we did. It was very, it was very emotional. It was incredibly random, it, uh, it scattered and 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 beautiful in its own way. But it was an episode we did about our dear friend Jack Harper, uh, mm. who passed away a few years ago and uh man just a just a, a a dear friend and someone who meant a lot to me someone who had a big impact on our business and uh and our community uh pipe community here at the at the squire so anyway jack's son got married this weekend in new orleans <gasps> did he really he did. oh man and okay Bo, great great th- this is so cool man he uh so it wasn't impromptu for me i actually had planned on this for some time but <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess I just failed to, to let you know about it. But, man, what was so cool, and for, for longtime listeners of the show, if you remember that episode, and just, you know, Jack and I were, you know, friends and close, and it was just, it was really difficult. But so when his son gets uh, engaged, he comes to the shop. Uh, this is not long after his engagement. And he asks me if I would be his best man to represent his me. dad. <laughs> oh, man, are you serious? Isn't that something, man? It was just that, so. I, wow. Of course, wow. you know when he asked me to be his best man to to represent his dad. I'm sitting here, you know, very, uh, you know, excited and all that stuff. And I went home that night and I just cried on my wife's shoulder, <laughs> I man. Say, I just, like, I just, they, they could hear the tears raining down oh, the hillside. <laughs> I know it, man. It was so over the top, but. Yeah. Uh, man, so we we've been you know just looking forward to this weekend for for months now, and um and so got to go down there, and and it was a little scary, you know, with uh, the COVID pandemic kind of making it rearing sure. its head again and all this kind of stuff. But everyone was real safe. We all everyone uh, apparently got home without any kind of uh, issues or anything. But had a had an excellent time. Man. I was just so honored to get there to to stand next to. Uh, Josiah uh, Jackson and um and and watch him make his vows and uh, be a part of their their experience. So it's really really special. Those destination weddings are always fun. Of course, when the destination's New Orleans, it's even yeah. uh, <laughs> that much more fun. But I, I've never eaten more lump crab meat in my life. I can't right. imagine. <laughs> The bill that came along with that, right? And uh, of course, they they were able. We ate the reception was at Galatois, really awesome. Ooh, and um, okay, it was it was great because uh, they actually were kind enough to open up their uh, balcony overlooking Bourbon Street for a mm. smoking bar, smoking lounge, and so um, <laughs> so we actually got to smoke cigars and pipes over. Bourbon Street, uh, looking over there after just having eaten, uh, you know, tons of crab meat, redfish, 
you know, filet. I mean, just the bread pudding, the works. It was uh, yeah. everyone's bellies were full of wine, and uh, it was very jolly. So um, anyway, a, a special time, and it was it was pretty tender and, and great. Yeah, but um, you yeah. know what? That's 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 beautiful, man. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, Jack. Uh, we we dedicated an episode to Jack called "The Ties That Bind" um, after he passed, and. If you've not had the chance to go back and listen to that episode, I mean, John David, you're exactly right. It is a, it is a bit of an emotional mess, but I think, you know, I remember <laughs> the feedback even we got at the time, uh, you know, it, it, I, the, the community that is the pipe community and, and the, the friends that you make in this space yeah. become very dear friends. I mean, we've, we've obviously the, uh, even in the content creator space in, in the last uh, you know, several months, years, we, we lost some, uh, some folks and yeah. anyway, that's, um, yeah. that's, that's a, yeah, that's that, that. I think even the description is just for Jack and yeah. that's a, it's, that's yeah. a special episode. So. It, it, it was powerful. And if you, if you don't listen to that episode, uh, th- there's actually another episode, uh, before just to, to give you a heads up that Jack was the, he still holds the record at our shop for our slow smoke competition. Uh, for those that, you know, are maybe newer, newer listeners or haven't gone back that far in the, um, you know, in the in the logs of uh, Country Squire um, episodes. But um, so anyway, we've got an episode way back when of Jack actually describing on air himself, um, you know, his method for, uh, you know, practicing for the slow smoke, packing his pipe, uh, you know, you know, learning how to, you know, keep it lit the longest and you know, just babying those embers and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I actually went back not too long ago and, and re-listened to that episode because, uh, you know, it's just neat to, to hear, um, you know, your friend's voice on mic that you'll never get to hear again, you know, and yeah. uh, this side of this side of glory anyway. And so, um, man, it was just really, really special. And uh, and it was it was a powerful weekend and it, it was actually a lot of fun. So great yeah. time. You know what? You got to you got to take those joys that 2020 allows you. And man, I know, like man, you had a, uh, that's you had it. a real, real joyous one. That's, that's great. <laughs> now look, here's the thing though. 2020 has been a year, but it, but you know, while it has had its, uh, its share of challenges, uh, there's also been a lot of great things that have been happening. And one of the things that we love to do here at country square radio every single year is our best of series. Yes. Now, every single year we, we put this out to the community to recommend and nominate, uh, various, uh, uh pipe carvers or, or, or products, uh, or, or tobacconist to be featured in our best of uh, uh, episode for the year. And right now, if you go to countrysquireradio.com, you will see there is a button where you two can nominate. Now, one of the things we want to make sure we're very clear, especially when it comes to the products, is we are talking about new products that came out this year. So if it's the best 10, what is the best 10 of uh, pipe tobacco that came out in the year 2020? If it's yeah. uh, for best pipe, what was the best pipe that came out this year? So we want to make sure that's very, very clear. Uh, and uh, yeah, we, we talked a little bit about it last last week. We'll We'll kind of uh, talk about it a little bit more next week, but in the meantime, head over to, to countrysquireradio.com, click the uh, the button there, and you can nominate uh, your picks for the best of for 2020. I know. I'm mean, really excited to see um, just who are on folks' minds. Uh, listeners of Country Squire Radio, obviously, very plugged into the pipe community, and so it'll be neat to you know uh, kind of get the pulse of the community. It, it's uh, folks have taken a lot of this time to uh, that is. Uh, you know, in some sense been forced upon us and uh, used it for their pipe creativity. And so, uh, man, a lot of cool accessories out there, a lot of leather goods, lots of uh, new blends that have come out and uh, and pipe carvers that have done uh, great work. And so I uh, just want to honor those people again this year and, um, and, are, and are really excited about this episode. Absolutely, man. Hey, speaking of honoring people, we got to honor a new Squire member of the Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club. Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen, joining at the Squire level, Jim Folsman, Folsman, Jim Folsman, man, thanks so much for uh, for hopping in there at the Squire level. That's great, brother. How about that? Folsman, superhero of the planet Foles, coming in, Jim Folsman. Uh, <laughs> how about it, uh, Jim? Thank you so much for uh, for supporting the show. And hey, if you want to learn how you too can support the show, head over to Patreon.com/slash/CountrySquireRadio. Uh, all right, now, John David, I know we've we've been doing a lot of like personal sharing here at the top of the show, but any other uh, housekeeping before we jump into this topic? Yeah, only other thing I'd like to mention: a lot of folks have asked a, about a few things, a few products, uh, if they are going to be back in stock soon. And so I want to announce that, that yes, they are. Uh, th- those products are uh, figgy pudding and cordial friends. Those uh, are uh, Christmas time tobaccos that we uh, come out with once a year. Those have just been released, and so. Uh, those are available now. We're a little behind on orders because we got kind of a rush there at the beginning, but uh, cranking them out, uh, excited about getting those in your hands and uh, hoping you enjoy uh, figgy pudding.
pudding and cordial friends through the uh, holidays. They're available in little two ounce pack. And and then also our uh, pipe rolls that uh, that we had, we sold out of those uh, almost immediately. It was just really uh, exciting. Those uh, that collaboration we did with uh, Bradley Mountain Canvas Goods and. Uh, man, just so thrilled about those uh, really high-quality tobacco and, and pipe rolls that we uh, did with them. And so, um, yeah, it, those will be in, we believe, late this week, and if not late this week, early next week. And uh, this is the week of November 9th, 2020. So um, so anyway, uh, you know, expect those. We hope those are, are in stock real soon. Um, and then one more thing uh, I'll add, we also have uh, gotten more in of our uh, 50th anniversary tinned pipe tobacco that, you know, we, we have come out in honor of our uh, anniversary. So um, anyway, that's back in stock. A lot of folks have been clamoring for that, and we had kind of a backlog and, and had gotten behind. Well, now we've got that back in stock, had a big shipment of tins come in, and, and it's ready to go. So um, anyway, get all your pipe smoking fix and, you know, uh, abuse your bank account and, and whatnot, but uh, just know that in the end you'll get some great products and maybe buy me a diaper or two. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about that diaper money, man. Yeah, man. So uh, that's pretty much it. All right. Well, man, we have got a great episode here for you all today of course we are doing a tobacco talk now this is uh for those that are newer to country square radio a tobacco talk is where we take uh, a few various pipe tobaccos and do a traditional standard like you know uh, what do you call it uh, toast and butter type of review uh for them and, <laughs> what like I've never what, heard that expression no no life. bread and butter right bread and butter bread type and review. <laughs> there you go that's, that's toast and butter <laughs> I, look, our friends across the pond know what I'm talking about. You're that's ridiculous. that's a thing. It's definitely a thing. I might be you. I might be doing it wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, this is really this really is the uh, you know the meat and the potatoes, right? This is what makes up a uh, a pipe tobacco podcast. You have to make up for toast and butter by saying it's, meat and potatoes. So anyway, go it's ahead. dinner time, man. I got food on the brain. <laughs> but no, we uh, you know if if you're thinking about a pipe tobacco podcast, what would you expect? Well, you'd expect them to uh, review pipe tobacco, and that is certainly what a tobacco talk is now historically what we did kind of in the earlier days we, we took one tin and one blend loose leaf blend and we kind of paired them up like that not necessarily in a pairing up like they go together but that was just kind of the way we did things yeah over, just yeah one, we did kind of one in one type thing exactly uh and over time that's kind of adjusted for, for this that and the other man john david what's the what's what's our uh, <laughs> what's the playbook here look like tonight <laughs> what do we have today yes sir man i'm excited about these we've got one brand new tobacco uh that we're going to talk about today that just debuted uh, literally um literally two weeks ago um, and then another tobacco that's been on the market for a while. It's a little hard to get, but uh, one that's excellent and, and you can still get, uh, you know, if you uh, keep a lookout. It's not like esoterica hard to get or anything. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to talk about those two today. Really, really excited. Uh, the first one we'll talk about uh, was just released and something I was really fired up to try. It's a, it's a new crumble cake from Sutliff Tobacco. Sutliff, of course, has been rocking these crumble cakes uh, over the past couple of years, just really uh, doing some exciting stuff with uh, their press and uh, coming out with some interesting uh, combinations of things, uh, pressing tobaccos in different uh, types of, of barrels and, and uh, applied heat and all this kind of stuff to make it a unique uh, smoking experience. And so, um, man, they just came out with their Crumble Cake Barrel Age Series number one. It's a limited edition tobacco. There were uh, only 4,400 tins made. And um, so we got about 50 of those here at the Country Squire. Have a few left. There's a few uh, that are that are remaining, but a lot of these have uh, you know flown off the shelf. So um, wait, yeah. now, I want to make Go sure ahead. that I'm 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 tracking with you here. Now this is not yeah. to be confused with English number one, is it, or is it the same uh, thing? No, it's it, it's actually different. It, it's a good catch there. What what they did, uh, of course, they came out with their crumble cake series where they had. Um, you know, three, they had an English blend, a Virginia, a red, matured Virginia, and then a, uh, a Virginia Perique. And, and so those three, uh, very popular, particularly the, um, the uh, red Virginia and the English blend. We've just sold so many of them. They've been really uh, good, good tobaccos that have been popular. And, and so Sutliff kind of uh, piggybacking on that, but also adding some twists and, uh, you know, putting their blender's hat on to make something uh, fun and interesting. What they've decided to do is from now on, they're going to do a series of tobaccos that are barrel aged. So, um, you know, obviously what we mean, they're taking some interesting blends and they're, uh, you know, trying to find recipes that they think will benefit greatly from the uh, from the barrel aging experience where they take actual, uh, you know, liquor or wine barrels and then, you know, 
age these tobaccos in there. So, um, you know, before uh, giving them to uh, to us. So uh, just just really interesting. And, you know, we're seeing a lot of that, not just in the pipe world, but even in the cigar um, and, and even in the bourbon world and, and wine world, you know, you're seeing a lot of this crossover kind of stuff. Like, you know, okay, if we, everyone has felt like they've done something. So, okay, well, let's take, you know, you've had Macallan, you know, 10-year-old scotch and 15-year-old scotch and 18-year-old scotch if you hit the lottery. And, um, you know, so how, how about let's let's take the 15-year-old scotch and put it in a sherry cask or something, you know, or let's mm, let's right. take this uh, bourbon and finish it in a uh, in a port wine cask and, and just see what happens, you know. Um, and so you're seeing a lot of that stuff and, and even cigar leaf, you know, folks are starting to age uh, cigar leaf in whiskey barrels. Perdomo uh, Cigars even has a uh, entire line of cigars that are, um, you know, the, the leaf is actually aged in a whiskey barrel. It's kind of interesting. Oh, wow. um, and uh, and so it just adds one more uh, little bit of complexity there to make it kind of fun. And so um, so they're doing a barrel age series. This is their first one that they've come out with. And, you know, uh, just uh, high-quality tobacco that you would expect from Sutliff. So, yeah, Bo, it, you know, very, you know, normal, just very simple marketing on the front of the tin. Uh, just, you know, not, not anything uh, that they spent a whole lot of time, uh, you know, using some graphic designers on or anything. But uh, just very straightforward. Uh, and then on the back, it's got a description. Uh, I'll read it. It says... Uh, choice Virginias from three continents are heat-pressed, then matured for 30 days in an aged apple brandy barrel mm. before being pressed again and sliced into old-fashioned plugs. Each plug is tinned to preserve the blend's rich, oaky, and naturally sweet flavors. Um, and this is a 50-gram uh, tin. So, um, man, they, of course, anytime you throw out at me, like, Virginias from three continents, like, okay, you you got you had me right <laughs> <laughs> like th- this is a- after that is not going to be a tough sell you right. know but then uh they've they've matured them they've they've pressed them and then matured them after that but then they throw in this curveball they've aged them in an apple brandy barrel huh yeah thank you <laughs> like yeah well and and we'll get to that it, it's it, it um it, it's certainly noticeable huh. but yeah it's uh it's one of those things where you're just like what a great uh, concept you know it, you would have expected maybe a bourbon barrel or a, a rum cask or something but they uh they actually did a, a apple brandy which is kind of fun and um and and you know seems to be kind of an American thing, you know, it's like, this is the kind of stuff that, you know, Farmer John would make in his backyard kind of deal, so, um, I I don't know, it's just, uh, I was really excited to try this out, and, uh, and was happy with it, so, um, yeah, you open the tin, uh, very, uh, aromatic from the, uh, tin note of this particular tobacco, it is a Virginia blend, but they describe this on the front of the tobacco, it, you see the words crumble cake, obviously, that's the series, um, but then at the bottom it says cut plug, uh, on this tobacco, and and this you know it's advertised as a cup plug, but this is this is not technically a plug tobacco. This is a crumble cake. Plug tobacco is going to be where whole leaf is pressed into a plug and then and then cut. This is where a uh, you know a blended tobacco, uh, you know shredded leaves have been pressed and then cut into uh, little bricks, which you know form a crumble cake. So the nice thing about this. Um, even though it's not, you know, technically a plug, it is a crumble cake. You can really uh, tear this apart just very, very easily, uh, and and uh, and work it very simply, uh, you know, in your hands without, you know, the need of a pocket knife or anything like that. So, um, so just a great, um, just a great uh, crumble cake that I think, you know, is very workable and um, and and ready to go right from the tin. Huh. So uh, yeah, crumbled apart very easily. Loaded it up in the pipe uh, with without any. Uh, hiccups. It it is a little wet on the front end, and so it's one of those you, you might need to let it sit out for a little bit. But you know, I'm so impatient. A lot of times, we just kind of run with it, <laughs> and uh, and for me, that that seemed to work okay. Uh, I, I did have a little trouble keeping it lit. Uh, it's one of those tobaccos that I had to nurse there at first, but once we got kind of a rolling smoke and uh, let some of that uh, moisture burn off, it uh, it started to. Uh, to come about and was a little easier, but I did have to relight um, several times on this. Um, so what what they've done, and let me just remind the listener, uh, you know they've they've taken Virginias, they've heat pressed them, then they've matured them in a in a apple brandy barrel, and then they've pressed them again. Okay, so so this th- there's a lot of there's a lot going on here. That doesn't sound too complicated, but it, there, there's a lot going on. So they, they've heat pressed. They've applied heat while pressing the tobacco, mm-hmm. right? 
Um, why would you do this? Okay, well, you're 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 taking the aging process and you're basically simulating it. You're accelerating it, and you're you know simulating this uh, process of uh, fermentation of breaking down. Um, the uh, chemical components of the tobacco and, and really uh, bringing forward a lot of those subtle flavors that uh, that would kind of get hidden underneath uh, the roughness of more uh, more green tobacco, raw tobacco. And so, um, it, you know, it's, it's interesting. The process really mimics the aging of uh, the tobaccos. They are, they're heat pressing it. The, the heat does that. The pressing does that. It sits in this barrel for a while. So just that bit of time does that. And then they press it again, which has this exact same um, you know, kind of um, component to it. So the result is, um, you know, it's a it's a crumble cake that has a very simple Virginia flavor to it. Uh, it's very subtle. This is a very subtle tobacco. It's uh, not one of those where you, um, you know, the, as sweet as the tin note is, as much as you get of that, uh, you know, kind of crisp apple uh, note on the nose when you uh, open the tin. Uh, you know, you don't really taste that. You, you, you can tell that there's an essence of something sweet that is kind of um, toying with the tobacco leaves, but it's not, uh, you, you know, you don't you don't smoke this particular tobacco and say, oh, that's an apple aromatic. Like, that's that's what I'm smoking. It's not um, not really like that. So the Virginias are very mature here. Um, and, you know, I tried to... I try to figure what this kind of would remind me of, um, and, and I didn't. I, I didn't expect to come to this conclusion, but it reminds me of when Christmas cheer, that great tobacco from McClellan that we that we all uh, knew and uh, and loved. <laughs> um, it, it reminds me when that tobacco was was maybe a little past its peak. So think, you know, it, those Virginias they like to sit in that in that tin for you know maybe. Um, you know, three to six years, seven, eight years. But, but after that, the results start to, it's diminishing returns, right? It's one of those things where, um, you know, you get less and less, uh, you know, uh, benefit from the aging process as time goes along. And, and I think the tobacco, it, they, they put so much emphasis on pressing and, uh, you know, the heat uh, application and, and then, uh, you know, putting it in the barrel and all this kind of stuff that I think in the end, maybe, um, the double press on this particular tobacco kind of took some of the um, the highlights of the leaf out. I, I really do. I think it's a, a tobacco that is good, but it, it tastes like some of those Virginias that might be aged just a little too long, where you, you smoke them and you think to yourself, I, you know, I wish I would have cracked that tin open three years earlier kind of thing. So it, it's interesting. I've never really uh, opened a brand new tin of tobacco and experienced that, but I did this time, <laughs> and, and I thought that was kind of interesting. It tasted great. It's very uh, smooth and extremely um, approachable, but, uh, you know, it's just not one of those where you're going to get uh, just those, uh, you know, superlative Virginia notes with lots of, uh, you know, flavor nuance and things of that nature. So um, anyway, kind of kind of interesting. Yeah, solid smoke with, uh, you know, nice sweet notes. It's got just a little bit of that crispness that you would expect from, uh, you know, an apple brandy barrel aged uh, tobacco. And so, um, you know, even, you know, something like a brandy or a cognac, just that little bit of crisp sweetness that kind of kind of lingers a little bit after every puff. And so um, I, I would certainly consider this a non-aromatic, a, a Virginia blend, but um, but a good tobacco. And, and I'd, I'd give this three out of five stars. I think, you know, if you're uh, a Virginia smoker, if you like crumble cakes, uh, it's certainly worth trying out. And, um, you know, one of those that uh, I think they'll probably wind up doing again. Man, you know, you mentioned specifically the uh, the branding earlier, and it, it looks like they're carrying on the same kind of look and feel from the original Crumble Cake series. Um, just yeah. to kind of instantly let you know, like, what <laughs> what you're getting um, and that it is kind of part of this. Although there's a, it does seem like there's a little bit of some differentiation um, this time around. It, it The number one in particular seems a little bit more special <laughs> than, uh, than English number it one. It does, like, doesn't it? Yeah. English number one, they kind of slapped on a number one. This one has more of the... Um, you know what? What is? I don't even know what you call that, like font or look. But it looks like it's trying to appeal it's to that, like hipsters. And yeah, no, it's that it's that font that is. It's kind of popular nowadays right. because it it harkens back to like you know the 1950s maybe or maybe even earlier like 1930s Art Deco, maybe you know a little later mid century modern kind of okay, thing. Okay, okay, yeah. I don't know. There's a name for that font. I can't think of it, but it's kind of that, um, you know. 
you got to be a star. Exactly. Man. I was just singing the same voice, man. Like, <laughs> no, I get no, crumble cake number one right here. This is barrel age. You're not going to want to miss right. them right here. Crumble cake number one. Right, right there. It says it right there on the, on the tin. <laughs> but uh, no, I think, actually, I, I do like the uh, the bit. I mean, it's a, it's a subtle update from the original uh, crumble cake series, but I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So, um, man, good job from Sutliff. And, um, you know, I'll be honest, if you even if this isn't necessarily your cup of tea, if you just commit to getting every single limited edition tobacco that some of these companies come out with, mm-hmm. you'll you'll be happy you did. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> they do a lot of fun stuff. There's a lot of interesting uh, things here. And um, th- there's something about these tobaccos that just, uh, you know, they're always trying to push the envelope and um, it's, it's a lot of fun. So for me, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, every time I see a limited edition 10, uh, I'm going to crack one open and, and going to enjoy every puff. Cause I knew a lot of hard work went into it, man. All right. Good deal. Crumble cake, uh, barrel aged series number one. So, uh, what's, uh, and you know, what I love here is this is something that came out in 2020. <laughs> so that's, uh, another exactly, added benefit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is this next one also a 2020 perhaps? It's not. No, this is a tobacco that uh, has been out for, for some time now, um, and it's it's one that is a little harder to get, but, you know, if you keep your eye on it, it's not uh, not impossible to get, and it's uh, Robert McConnell Latakia Flake. Now, <laughs> let, let's, let's just, uh, you know, acknowledge what's happening here. I'm reviewing a Latakia tobacco, and I actually like it. <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm, I'm reviewing it. I'm excited to uh-huh. review it. Uh, you know, I, I, I've done this before, right? We've picked out English blends that I've enjoyed, but man, this is this is a great tobacco, and and this this is one that um, I'm just looking forward to describing, and and would love to get you know feedback from other listeners if you've smoked this particular tobacco. But um, Robert McConnell, these blends are made by uh, Kohlhaas and Kopp in in Germany, excellent blending house, and. Um, you know, they just manufacture some of the best tobaccos in the world that we know now, uh, blends, you know, uh, brands like Rattrys, um, Wessex, John Ellsbury, Astley, excellent tobaccos. And so, um, you know, just they, they, they know what they're doing uh, over there. And, and we always love the stuff that comes from their factory. And uh, it, Latakia Flake, it's, uh, uh, you know, an English blend, of course, that we've uh, put into this uh, kind of flake form. And um, so you, you expect different things with that. I, I have not, you know, to be honest with you, as long as I've been in this business, I, I haven't done a lot of uh, Latakia Flake tobaccos, you know, English blend uh, style tobaccos that are in a traditional uh, flake form. And so, um, you, you know, this is something that I've got some experience with, but not a ton uh, just, you know, and, and, and I'm glad I smoked this particular one. I'm glad that we uh, decided to dive off into this, uh, this one because it, um, it really, really was pleasant. So, um, yeah, you know, you, you um, can look at the Robert McConnell Latakia Flake. Again, very simple artwork on the front of this. You have the uh, Robert McConnell, the thistle that's at the very top of the tin there. And, uh, and, and then just very simply underneath, uh, Robert McConnell since 1848 Latakia Flake. So um, they have left on a lot of these tins, uh, this particular manufacturing group, they have left a, a large bit of real estate open at the bottom, anticipating that, you know, they're going to have to put these giant warning labels on the right. um, on the tin. Yeah. And, uh, and so it'll be interesting since some of that has changed a, a little bit, although we're not exactly sure what the... Um, ramifications of it are we do think a lot of these um, you know uh, pipe tobaccos are gonna uh, have some relief and get you know not have to uh, cover up the majority of their tin so it'll be neat to see if over time they kind of start bringing back out the bigger labels the prettier artwork all that kind of stuff I'm, I'm hopeful for that I think that it would be uh that would be a neat thing. But um, anyway, very simple uh, front of the tin here. And uh, the back of the tin, it, uh, it has a description of full-bodied, spicy Latakia, Kentucky tobaccos combined with black Cavendish and then pressed into a flake. And uh, it's a 50-gram tin. And uh, and like I said, the Robert McConnell tobaccos, these are blends that are, are a little harder to get. You know, if you keep your eye on your favorite, uh, you know, online retailers or, you know, if you have if you're in the town with a big, uh, pipe shop, uh, you know, uh, you, you may be able to, to find it a little easier, but it's, it's a tobacco that you can find and, uh, and certainly won't be like uh, esoterica rare, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, when you open up this tin, uh, of course, you're met with the, uh, the stench of that Latakia, which, uh, you know, so many people know and love. Um, and, and, and actually, it's very, it's very pleasant. It's kind of a, this particular one, you get that uh, kind of nice, uh, soft, 
um, uh, note to it that's not overwhelming. But when you peel back the little uh, paper that's covering this particular tin of tobacco, man, this tobacco is dark as sin. <laughs> it's so <laughs> dark, man. It, it It is, I mean, it is just dark. It, you you kind of feel like you're looking into... Um, like a black hole where light can't escape kind of thing, you know? <laughs> There's one of those uh, feelings about it, which is Staring really... Staring into the void, huh? Yeah, you're kind of looking into the void, you know? It's, uh, it's, it's funny, most English blends, when we think of English blends, we do still see, you know, those Virginias, that, that bright leaf that pops out, or uh, whether it's Kentucky or Oriental leaf that has a little lighter color that can kind of uh, give it a nice uh, variation of, of look. But, um, man, that because this has been pressed and is, uh, you know, basically, um, again, like we talked about with the crumble cake, that aging process has been simulated um, through the uh, through the heat and pressure. Um, man, this is, it, it's just really dark. I mean, very, very dark. Uh, and it's, uh, it's a beautiful tobacco. The look of it kind of reminds me of a little thinner cut Penzance, uh, which is, uh, of course, a, a beautiful blend. You know, most English blends do have that noticeable brighter leaf in there. Uh, but this one, because it's, uh, you know, been pressed, it really does uh, have this, this darkness to it, which is very alluring, you know. The Kentucky Latakia Black Cavendish in this tobacco, man, what a great combination. You know, that that's we're talking about a strong tobacco here, but something that, um, you know, the pressing process has taken off those rough edges off the periphery of this blend. And so um, the Black Cavendish, of course, itself, it, you know, has a really nice soft uh, texture to it. Uh, the nicotine content's very low in it and Latakia. And so uh, this is, a you know, not a particularly strong tobacco, even though it does have the Kentucky in it. Um, that that does have a higher nicotine content, but the the flavor here is just very palatable. It's very um, very soft and 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 velvety. This is not a flavor bomb. This is a creamy Latakia flake. It's something that you know is very approachable. It's uh you know a, a good blend for. Uh, folks that, you know, are not looking for one of those Latakias that kind of punch you in the face and <laughs> are, you know, slap you around type of thing. Right. But, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's great for someone like me who enjoys the occasional Latakia, but doesn't want something that's going to have that lingering uh, kind of peaty taste that, uh, you know, tends to tends to linger just a little bit. So, um, man, just a, just a delicious tobacco. Um, it, you know, is one of those that, um, you know, you need to work a little bit and probably let dry some before you, uh, you know, put in your pipe. Uh, this is a, a typical flake, the nice, uh, little flake, uh, thin cut flakes that we would see from someone like Mac Barron or Orlick. It's just got a very, uh, nice, um, you know, uh, flake that's easy to, to work and to tear apart or to fold and stuff in your pipe. Um, I tore this apart, let it sit for a little bit. The flake was a little moist. It was, it was a little moist, uh, of a flake. And so, uh, we were able to kind of let that dry out just a little bit. I kind of spread it thin over, uh, over the table and just, uh, just let it, let it dry just a, just a bit, but kept, kept lit very nicely. I was very impressed by this, uh, how it stayed lit. Uh, the, the flavor was very consistent It never started tasting ashy, uh, burned to a fine, uh, fine powder, and um, it's just one of those tobaccos. If you are a regular English blend smoker, um, you know, this is not going to be one of those knock your socks off uh, blends for you. You're not going to be like, oh, man, this it, it had this one flavor that just got me. You know, the um, you know, wh whatever that is, you know, it, it, it it's not going to be that tobacco for you. But, um, you know, for someone that likes a, a soft English style blend that, uh, you know, features Latakia, has some strength to it, but has a really nice, smooth body and uh, and it's not harsh by any means. Um, this is going to be a great tobacco for you. Uh, if you're a Virginia smoker, an aromatic smoker, uh, someone that just occasionally likes to dabble in, uh, in Latakia forward blends, uh, this would be a great one to, to snack. So check it out. I, I was very impressed. And, and this one we give four out of five stars because mm -hmm. it's, uh, or four, four, four and a half actually, because it's a, uh, it was a, it was a great blend. So, you yep. know, at some point we need to have a conversation about like, what, what is Latakia to the new pipe smoker? You know what I mean? Like, how do you yeah. how do you approach Latakia if you, you know, are are just picking up a pipe for for generally the first time? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. There's there's a deep end. Uh, yeah, I almost you know, so so pipe tobacco you can almost kind of see having the same response from newer newer pipe smokers or people who maybe dabbled and kind of walked away or, or have this mindset of like, well, yeah. all, all pipe tobacco tastes the same, right? Like. 
you know, you know how there's some right. people that say all beer tastes the same and you're like, what? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you kind of have to give them yeah. something like some sort of like, you know, coffee, uh, like, uh, you know, what about thing like a, like a coffee port type situation to uh, uh-huh. to really kind of you know prove like you you want to tell me that every beer tastes like this? Latakia is kind of like that, right? Like that's that that pipe tobacco is be like okay. <laughs> so you think every pipe tobacco sounds like let, let's get you a lap bomb? Let's let's see what's about to go down right here and see if this is <laughs> this is universal for you. I, I don't know. I just I think there's a conversation that exists. I like how you said this is a bit more approachable than uh, than some of the more stronger Latakias that are out there. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And it's one of those, uh, again, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of Virginia smokers love to work flight tobacco. They love to prepare it and the uh, kind of, um, you know, the ritual that goes on with that. There's, you know, pipe smoking is so much of a ritual, ritual anyway, but that added step of preparing the flake and, you know, making sure it's uh, ready for the, the weight and method you pack your pipe. Um, and so, you know, a blend like this, it kind of gives you that experience, but, but you know, still features Latakia as a, as a very, um, you know, full English blend. And, um, and so, um, you know, I, I think it's worth trying. It's one of those that, uh, you know, if you can get your hands on it and want something uh, to smoke Latakia-wise occasionally that's going to, um, you know, kind of whet that part of your appetite without overwhelming you, uh, you'll be very pleased with the Robert McConnell Latakia flavor. There you go. Man, uh, great selections that you've, uh, you've you've gathered here for us with uh, these two. Yeah, uh, had fun with these. Yeah, also, uh, yeah. it's, uh, you know, you mentioned the, the they both do have kind of that simplicity of, uh, of, of their presentation. So the pipe tobacco really does do all the talking for you. You know, the, the Latakia Flake in particular, um, you know, yes, you do have that uh, much, much like the, the tobacco itself, uh, looking at the tin does kind of have that, you know, staring into the void. It's just a big black, you know, uh, spot, essentially. Big black circle, yeah. yep. But, you know, hey, maybe it should come with, like, some chalk and you can draw on it while you're smoking. I don't know. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, a, like a kid uh, kid at a restaurant or something of that nature. Let us please come out with a tobacco that has a chalk a chalk, uh, you know, coating on the outside of it. Let, let's please someone come out with that. And if it would actually come with a little stick of chalk, stick even yeah, though that's right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but great stuff, man. You know, the great thing is whenever we do a tobacco talk, I love hearing about uh, the various uh, flavors and textures that, that one John David Cole is always able to pick out. And uh, you've got an amazing palate, but that palate is well-trained. For those of us that don't have the well-trained palate, but we do want to make sure that we are getting uh, every single flavor and experience from all these wonderful pipe tobaccos, one of the best ways to do it is with a good quality corncob pipe from our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. That is right, man. Missouri Meerschaum pipes are great for trying different tobaccos out. We've talked about that uh, a lot over the years. And uh, the pipe we feature this week is the Mizzou corncob pipe. Um, it's a great size pipe. This this is a, a nice uh, kind of longish pipe that has a smaller bowl, uh, but but the the stem and shank on this particular pipe tend to be a little longer, which even for the small size bowl is just very uh, number one attractive, but number two. It's going to produce a cooler smoke, which will allow you to get uh, a little bit more of that flavor nuance out of whatever tobacco that you're trying. So uh, it's a very handsome pipe. It's non-filtered. Uh, it's a kind of a quarter bend pipe with an amber stem, uh, that slim barrel-shaped bowl, and just a small amount of color in the coating that gives it a nice yellow appearance. So uh, pretty pipe and a nice tasting pipe, nice smoke break pipe, and also an elegant pipe. Um, man, you can find it and get it from the source at corncobpipe.com. Com. And if you go there and order it, uh, it's readily available. Just a beautiful pipe and uh, retails for only $6.09. And you can get it straight from Missouri Meerschaum delivered to your door. So uh, check it out. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Question of the week. 
right, Matt, pipe question of the week this week. All right, so I, I mentioned at the top of the show, I kind of shared my tales of woe, traveling woe, to uh, to set up the pipe question of the week. Because it's actually from me. Yeah. And it's uh, uh, mildly <laughs> mildly anecdotal, um, but I got the main story out of the way. Look, we were we were we had a rough uh, rough way ending up where we ended up, but we actually had a wonderful wonderful little weekend getaway, uh, just the two of us and that sort of thing. And I found myself, uh, you know, here on uh, you know near the beach in this kind of cabin that had I, I didn't mention this, but it had like a, a patio. And then even even yeah. cooler than that, man, it had like a rooftop uh, deck type situation where it's a little spiral staircase okay, nice. up the top. And I mean, it wasn't like massive or anything like that, but a little you could lie down, put out a blanket, lie down and like look at the stars and that sort of thing. And um, man, I just, you know, our last night there, I was feeling so good. And I just I was like, you know what? I'm getting myself a cigar. And generally <laughs> speaking, uh, and this I don't know I don't know where like other fancier beaches are, but I mean if you're talking about like the coast in Mississippi, Alabama, Texas, then generally speaking, you're gonna have like the general store, and that's about it. And <laughs> for like an hour <laughs> and eighty direction, right? And so you know you're kind of stuck with what you got. And we go back into the general store. They got a little cigar case. It's probably about you know about the size I am in terms of uh, both height and width. So it's not like we we're talking. Oh, that's small. Yeah, yeah. Not, not not talking <laughs> about an extensive humidor or anything like that. And you know I I'm kind of a little bit at a loss. I know I want a cigar. I'm, I've got that kind of cigar kind of feeling right now, but yeah, I don't yeah. I don't know what cigar to get, and I don't know what's good, and I don't know what's bad. And you know I find myself. Uh, John David, more often than not, being in this scenario, I am a pipe smoker. I'm not a cigar smoker, not on a regular, which means that when those moments arrive, when you want to celebrate something, when you want to, you know, kind of get that that cigar type of feeling on, uh, yeah. it becomes a very last minute thing. And so here's my <laughs> question. Here's it's here's my quote unquote pipe question to you for the pipe smoker who ends up in this scenario where you just need to kind of grab a stick. You know what I mean? Just grab a cigar. Yeah. Like. Sure. What, yeah. what is a good brand to look for that you're going to find in most of these situations that you yeah, know is going to yeah. be a good, you know, a, a generally good quality cigar uh, to be able to enjoy so that you don't make um, a hamster cage equivalent type of decision on the fly? <laughs> does that make sense? That, I don't know this if I worded that question. It right. does. <laughs> it, it does make sense. And it's it's actually a question, Bo, that I get very regularly really? from pipe smokers. Uh, yeah, we, we get these, you know, several times a week, I'd say, uh, from pipe smokers, because as a, you know, full blown tobacconist, we obviously major in pipes and that's what we do and we're proud of. But but we carry uh, and, are, and are very proud of uh, our cigar selection. And so, you know, when you're a pipe smoker, you come in, you're like, you know, I just kind of hankering for a cigar. Um, I'm a pipe smoker. Tell me what to do, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and you know, sometimes your pipe tastes will kind of translate over into the cigar world. Um, sometimes they won't. And, and it's kind of a, a, a crapshoot, or maybe you just expect something different from a cigar than you would a pipe. But, um, but a lot of times, uh, you know, we can get you uh, kind of put in the right uh, ballpark anyway. So a couple of brands I would really point you to that are very, uh, these are words that I've used a lot in the um, you know tobacco descriptions that I gave earlier, but uh, very approachable. Uh, something that is, um, you know, it's it's going to push those cigar buttons, but not really, uh, you know, have a lot of superlatives that are going to leave you like, um, you know, uh, offended by anything mm. or, man, I wish I would have picked a different one or something. You know, that's the kind of thing. If you're a, a rare cigar smoker, man, you really want to uh, make sure you get something if you are going to smoke that one cigar that, um, you know, that, that fulfills that experience. You, you know, we all know that kind of, you know, you want something a little more full bodied, something that's got some strength, put it's off a nice smoke and uh, and all that stuff. And so a couple brands to look out for uh, that I always point people to. Uh, one is Arturo Fuente. Uh, Fuente, uh, very old uh, tobacco company. Uh, they've been around for a long time, distributed in the United States uh, by J.C. Newman. And uh, Dominican cigars, very, uh, very soft, uh, very nuanced, very delicate. Uh, these are cigars that uh, you know are, are just very approachable, but also very tasty. Um, you know, I'm I'm a, a Arturo Fuente smoker. I, I've enjoyed them. I love them as a, a Virginia pipe tobacco smoker. I really uh, enjoy the more kind of naturally nutty flavors that come with them. Mm -hmm. Also, mm -hmm. uh, if you like a burly pipe tobacco, you may enjoy that as well. Um, you know, they use a lot of Cameroon wrappers, which tend to be 
uh, you know, delicate but very flavorful and uh, and very um, you know me- mild to medium. These are um, you know mild to medium cigars overall. So um, so any of the Arturo Fuentes are great, particularly their Hemingway line. Really excellent. Uh, cigars. Um, another another brand to look out for. It's one actually I, I referenced earlier in the show. It's a a brand called Perdomo. Uh, Perdomo, great uh, great cigars for the price. These are uh, incredibly affordable. You know you can find them anywhere from five bucks to fifteen bucks. They're all over the map. But you know I always tell folks Perdomo is the Honda Accord of the cigar world. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like every one of them's great. It's not. A Lexus or a BMW, but you know it's it's great. It's solid. It's well manufactured. The tobacco's good. It's going to be you know um, consistent and and well made. And um, you know it's a uh, it's a cigar that'll treat you right for the price. And uh, man, I, you know there's a lot of reasons that Perdomo is one of the best selling cigars uh, in our area um, because it's just very um, very consistent and very affordable. So uh, Perdomos are great. Uh, that that bourbon barrel age series that I mentioned earlier. Uh, would be a good one to start on, particularly the Connecticut there. Um, but really, any Perdomo is a is an excellent cigar. Um, I will say, on average, this can sometimes be deceiving. But on average, if you like a milder cigar, um, you know, lean towards that that lighter colored wrapper. Again, that can uh, you mm-hmm. know the wrapper being the outside leaf of the cigar. Sometimes that can be a little deceiving. But um, but on average, most cigars that have that lighter colored wrapper are going to be just a, a little milder, not quite as full-bodied. So, um, you know, just to, from layman's terms, 30,000-foot view, that's uh, kind of a nice rule of thumb. But um, anyway, think about that. Perdomo and Arturo Fuente, though, uh, for the pipe smoker, uh, really great cigars to uh, to turn to. One, one cigar, I'll mention one more, for, and I've probably mentioned this cigar before on the show. Matter of fact, I know I have, but I'll, I'll remind you, the Avo XO Cigar. It's got a really nice uh, grassy hay-like flavor. Right. That if you're a Virginia yeah. cigar smoker, you're just gonna you're just gonna crush it. <laughs> it's so good. So um, anyway, just just check those out. So those are a little more expensive, but all these cigars are uh, are really good. Oh, good to know, and I'm I'm glad that I'm not the only one that has had this issue before. <laughs> no, I regularly get it, man. I, I've got, you know we've got these cigar guys and and. Uh, it, or the pipe guys, they'll come in the shop and they'll, you know, maybe they're sitting around cigar smokers and they're like, you know, I feel like a cigar today, or I've, I've kind of got this itch. Can you help me, help me find the right one? And so we we have that. What's neat is being a pipe shop, we also have it the other way around. So we'll be, uh, you know, we'll have the cigar guy come in. He'll see this group of pipe smokers sitting in the corner, and he's like, you know. I feel like smoking my pipe today. And so they go out to their glove box in their uh, car, you know, and find the one, you know, beat up pipe that they have. And they're like, you know, sell me an ounce of tobacco. Like, what what am I smoking today? And um, so it's always fun to, you know, help that person that's in one camp or the other kind of, you know, dabble in the in the opposite and, and try to find something that they'll enjoy but won't. Um, you know, won't offend their senses. There you so. go. Well, great, man. Well, hey, thanks for helping me out. And hey, if you too, uh, dear listener, have a pipe question of the week, be sure to send it in show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, that is show at countrysquireradio.com. Your, your thoughts, thoughts, your, your comments. comments, listener feedback. Listener feedback this week. Uh, man, this first one is coming in from Nathan. Let's see what, this is what Nathan had to say. Love you, fellas. A little correction from your unicorn talk that you and the uh, listeners may find interesting. They truthfully were on Noah's Ark. Unicorns are actually in the Bible and in the Latin reference as both unicorns and bicornis. Unicornis and bicornis. <laughs> which are the specific names for, drum roll please... The rhinoceros. <laughs> no way! <laughs> it's only in the past 150 to 200 years that there has been a transition in language to refer to mythological uh, single-horned magical horses. Currently, I, I'm on my patio enjoying uh, a little open night, opening night in my homemade olive wood stubby poker. Uh, God bless. Again, that is from uh, listener Nathan. Uh, okay, so Nathan says that there were uh, unicorns and uh, bicorns, for instance, on Noah's Ark, and I guess uh, you know maybe a unicorn is just a uh, rhinoceros that that maybe had one of the horns removed, or you know, I mean, it, it, it's just not as uh, ele- <laughs> maybe it's not as elegant of a unicorn as as, as we think a unicorn should be. Sure, not that nothing against rhinoceri and and their elegance, but you know, <laughs> I mean, glad you're enjoying that opening night by Cornell and Deal. Uh, what a what a great tobacco and. 
Um, and, uh, man, it sounds like you got your own uh, pipe, which has got to be really satisfying, too. So that's great. Thank you, Nathan. This next one coming up from listener Carl, who says, I disagree on bent pipes are better for clenching. I find that a light billiard is best. The bent pipe flops down on my chin. I try to push back in, but then I try to chop down on the bend. The billiard goes nicely down to my molars. Since it is light, uh, it's no trouble at all. Again, that's from listener Carl. A little feedback on our kind of bent versus yeah, billiard. I, no, I kind of agree with them, to be honest, on this. I, I find this to be the case, really? too. Yeah, for me personally. Yeah, that's that's fascinating. I You know, I, I would say um, yeah, that's probably not the norm, at least from my side of the counter. Um, but, you know, that's why they make chocolate and vanilla. You get to pick, you know, which one do you want? Yeah. That, <laughs> so uh, huh. it's good to know that feedback. Yeah, it's, it's probably... Uh, you know, haven't uh, had that uh, quite as often. So, um, so Carl, thanks for writing in on your experience, man. It's good. It just shows you that everyone's got a different, uh, different experience. Yep, really good. Uh, and this final one is from listener Kurt, man. You want to take this one? Yeah, Kurt says, I just wanted to write Mr. York a quick note and thank him and John David for the wonderful content they produce, Bo produces, <laughs> on Country Squire Radio. Uh, my youngest son, 1.5 years old, uh, has had a difficult start to his life, which included a brain surgery at five months old. Wow. Uh, recently, we were shocked to discover a tumor on his cerebellum uh, that is totally unrelated to his initial condition mm-hmm. and first operation. Uh, He will need to go under the knife again on the 24th of this month, November. Uh, Obviously, this is incredibly difficult for our family, but once a week I get a brief reprieve from the struggle by listening to you two gents. Uh, The pipe talk is great, but your personalities are what really shine through. Um, Please keep up the wonderful work. It really makes a difference. Uh, I would like to ask for your prayers for my son's uh, operation Uh, that it would be granted, uh, that I would be granted strength and peace uh, to accept God's will in the coming weeks. I'm not so good at that sometimes. Take care, guys. Thanks for everything. And that's from Kurt. Um, And Kurt, uh, we're honored, obviously, that, uh, you know, we're a part of your uh, you know, fabric and, and have, uh, we give you a little bit of, uh, comedic relief maybe during such a difficult season, but, um, man, just so, um, so concerned for your family and, uh, and, and your son. And we know, uh, that this has got to be an excruciating time. And so, um, man, our, our thoughts and prayers are with you. And I, I commit to, to lifting him up to the Lord, man, um, may his will be done. And, uh, we just pray for the healing hands of the Lord upon your son. Absolutely, yep. and for your you and your family state of mind as y'all are going through this. Um, Kurt, thanks so much for sharing that. And yeah, thanks for that, man. We're it, again, just you know, we're we're honored to be uh, a little part of your a uh, little part of your story, man. Especially, you know, the thing is, like we, you know, often, you know, as you mentioned at the top of the show, this. Uh, especially since, you know, I, I moved to Texas, this has kind of become our week, you know, you, you're in my weekly check-in with each other and um, yeah. kind of a chance for us to connect. But, you know, it, it's it's so important to remember that, you know, you and me are, are having kind of this personal conversation at an open table with, with so many different folks. We know that you all have um, things are going through this year has been, uh, has been heavy for a lot of us. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you know, we've, we've enjoyed, um, I mean, honestly, since the uh, beginning of this show being kind of a, a respite, I know, I know personally just the, the ability that a podcast has to kind of let you be able to escape and connect with folks that, um, yeah, that, uh, yeah. really can be that, that moment of moment in time of rest. So Kurt, man, you always have a, a seat at this table, a, a seat at the pipe bar here. And, uh, man, we, uh, yeah, we'll definitely be praying for you, brother. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, man. Well, Hey, we want to go ahead and give everybody a, a shout out, of course, who is making the show happen over at patreon.com slash country squire radio. If you've not done so already head over there to learn how you can help support the show. We want to encourage you to keep up with us throughout the week. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at the real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore country squire. Where's all that show information and more can be found at country squire radio com where we got to make mention of it man you got the uh you got you got a few weeks I, I don't really know what the cutoff date is off the top of my head but let's just say not yet let's say get it in before <laughs> christmas i think that's the safe bet right like that's fair yeah get those uh best of <laughs> nominations for 2020 again we're looking for newer products or, or new products that were uh, that came out this year um uh, head over to countrysquareradio.com click on the link best of we want to get those nominations in before christmas yeah there we go look at that that's Ow! almost sounds professional and planned <laughs> you did great you did great way to wing it, How about it? <laughs> oh man well hey man let's go have a day see you brother
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.